a gardener, dig a ditch, toil and sweat, and turn the earth upside down, and seek the deepness and water the plants in time. Continue this labor and make sweet floods to run and noble and abundant fruits to spring. Take this food and drink and carry it to God as your true worship. From Julian of Norwich. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And during this, our 25th year, we're looking backward from time to time. So here is an almanac from 20 years ago this week, June 1997. And some natural events. Bunchberry, our northern dogwood, is spreading its beautiful ivory cruciform blossom to the sun. Horsetail, sometimes called pot rush because its high silica content made it good for scrubbing pots, is spreading its primitive fringed stalks, as did its larger relatives in the age of dinosaurs, long before there were any seed-bearing plants. Ferns, also seedless, uncurl their fronds. Unnatural events, plastic surveyor's tape, particularly in bright day glow colors, marking and measuring the land lead to division and defense of it as private property. The land belongs to itself. There's nothing more jarring than bright neon tape around an old tree. I have quite a tape collection at home. And here's a field and forest report. Like his tiny charges, the beekeeper is busy. At the beginning of the blueberry bloom, the hives are brought into the field early on a cool gray morning so that the bees will not be out of the hive or easily disturbed. And then the beekeeper and the grower both hope for some warm, sunny days in the high 60s or 70s during the bloom time so that the bees will get out and work the blueberry blossoms. Because if they do not, then there will be no blueberries for the grower and no honey for the beekeeper. Another fear of the beekeeper is that Bruin will be overcome by his raging sweet tooth and attack the hives. I've seen those sturdy wooden boxes bound together to a wooden pallet with tough steel bands smashed to smithereens as though they were matchboxes. One bear was more delicate neatly slipping the cover off one hive and partly removing one of the frames which hold the honey. I guess the job is probably done in the cool of the night so that the bees are nearly helpless to defend their treasure. One day, two men were at the bottom of the blueberry fields on the south slope of Awanacho, dressed in heavy clothes, gloves, bee nets over their heads, repairing the hives in the electric fence the bear had breached. They were hanging strips of bacon over the electric fence, hoping that before raiding the hives, Bruin would first try to steal the bacon and get a poke he or she wouldn't forget. Here's a mountain report. Lupin Bloom is underway on the south slopes. Each year there seems to be more of it along the trail above the meadow. The flowers are multicolored from purple to blue to salmon to pink to ivory to white as well as bicolored, showing great genetic variation like Mendel's sweet peas, and like them, legumes which fix nitrogen enriching the soil. 
Watching the bees work the lupin, we see something fascinating. The pollen-bearing anthers are quite hidden from sight, but the bee knows how to land on the lower lobe of the blossom so that its weight opens the flower and exposes the pollen. Try it yourself. Just push down on the lower lobe of the blossom and watch the flower stick out its tongue. And here's a saltwater report. See the jellyfish floating in the water? We have two kinds around here. One is deep red-brown, the lion's mane, and as big as a dinner plate. The other is clear, the moon jelly, with a, a four-pointed Celtic star in the center. The jellyfish moves up and down by opening and closing its body like an umbrella, and they do sting. The word is that meat tenderizer sprinkled on the sting will ease the pain. So welcome to the jellyfish. The critter of the week is them. And finally, here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you from the old Farmer's Almanac of 1858. June is the month of roses, and this reminds me of thorns. And if you don't want thorns in your sides, we must make head and hands work well this month. Fishing may be fun, but the hoe handle must take the place of the fishing pole if we want to sing merry tunes in harvest time. That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.